North Pole Hotline. We've decked the halls for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out too. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store wide now on party perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just seven bucks. Ooh, we need those styles fa-la-la-la fast. Buy online and pick up in store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store wide at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid through 12 select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details. Welcome to the Hot Corner Show on the ISPS Radio Podcast Network with your host, Dr. Ray, the softball-playing chiropractor and the official chiropractor of ISPS, Emmanuel T. Ferrero III, the commissioner of international slow-pitch softball. Listen to the Hot Corner Show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the ISPS Radio Podcast Channel. Call the show at 347-637-3978 and talk sports and health topics with Dr. Ray. Plus, slow-pitch softball from around the world with Manuel T. Ferrero III, fantasy sports, special guests, and more. Call the show now on the special guest call-in hotline at 347-637-3978. Now, bring your A-game, because you're about to experience the hot corner. All right. Hello, hello, everybody. How we doing tonight? It's your host here, Dr. Ray, the softball playing chiropractor. Just as always, every Wednesday night, we've got a great show lined up for you. We've got special guests. We've got fantasy. We've got NL wild cards. We've got AL wild cards. We've got all kinds of stuff going on on the show this week. And, uh, of course, what we want to do is get you guys up to date on all the newest information um, everything that's going on in the world of sports, and then also bring you a health topic of the week. So today, uh, what we're going to be talking about is the third part of our uh, What Does It Take to Be Healthy segment. So today, we're going to be talking about chemical health, which is, of course is one of the most overlooked and I think one of the most important ways for people to stay healthy. So tune into that in just a little while. We'll, we'll be going on that in a moment. But right now, what I want to do is actually bring in our co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the commissioner of ISPF softball, the lion who made a lion, Mr. Manuel T. Ferrero III. Manny, how are we doing tonight? Hey, Dr. Ray, I'm doing great, man. How are you, man? Doing very well, man. Never better, never better. How about you? <laughs> well, um, aside from these uh, technical difficulties that we're having here with the switchboard, I'm doing great. I'm I'm doing beautiful. I'm looking at a uh, beautiful sunset here uh, from Coral Gables, Florida. Um, man, and I I just can't complain. Life is beautiful, brother. How about you, uh, Dr. Ray? Well, as a matter of fact, um, I cannot complain. I've been busy as as all heck lately, but um, it's actually been really good. Um, you know, it's funny because it's kind of like things come in spurts. You know, it's like right now I've got this test. Um, not this weekend, but the next weekend that I have to fly to Chicago for. And it's like last month I had all this time on my hands that I had. I was like, you know what, maybe I should start studying this and that. I didn't have much going on. Now it's like I've got all these projects coming on. I've got all these deadlines. I had an event last weekend, which went great. Um, Actually, that's something that I wanted to mention. Last weekend um, I had an event at the the fairgrounds uh, over here on, on 107 and Coral Way. 
where they have the youth fair in Dade County, and it, it was actually a really great show. It was called the Miami Lifestyle and Wellness Expo, and uh, there was a lot of vendors out there, a lot of other um, a lot of other medical clinics and a lot of places, and it was pretty cool because they ended up letting us into the show, um, and we were right in the right in the entrance. We had tons of people coming in and out, and I actually got this brand new technology. And so for the softball players out there, anybody who works out and gets tight muscles and has knots and muscle spasms and those things, I got this really cool technology in uh, just about a week ago. And it was right in time for the show, which was great. But I saw this technology up at, at the latest convention um, at the Florida Chiropractic Association National Convention, which is the biggest convention for chiropractors. And it was really cool. It's called rapid release technology. And basically what it is, it looks like a big drill, but it's kind of, it, it doesn't have a point on the end of it. It's just kind of flat on the end of it. And it's got three different other points that you can use to treat knots, larger surface areas of muscle and different things. And, and it emits a little bit of heat too, but... The really cool part about it is that it vibrates three times faster than any other vibrational massager on the on the market, and it actually tricks your immune system to uh, give up muscle spasms and to release muscle spasms, and no other massager can do that. So it really works great. It's the safest and, and the most effective way to get out of pain and muscle spasms, and we had over 70 people come and stop by the booth and try it out and do three- to five-minute treatments, and literally everybody was just raving about it and everything. So it was it was cool. And uh, from now on, look for it at the ISPS tournaments on the weekends, especially over at Kendall Hammocks. We're going to be trying to bring out this rapid-release technology for all the softball players there, anybody who's got some pain. You know, in between games, we can help with some temporary pain relief. And then, of course, try to spread the education about healing the actual problems behind that pain. So um, that was great to, to be able to bring to the show, and it was a lot of fun as well, too. So I was super happy about that. But just busy, my man, so that's good. Nothing to complain about. Um, I want to remind everybody out there that's listening that you can be a part of the show here as well, too. So remember that you can call in and you can listen, area code 347-637-3978. If you want to tell us a little bit about what's going on, if you have a question about something that we mentioned, if you have some input, if you disagree with something we say, please go ahead and let us know about it. You can tweet us at Dr. Ray T. That's at D-R-R-A-Y-T at ISPSO, and at Manuel Ferrero, that's at M-A-N-U-E-L-F-E-R-R-E-R-O. Um, and usually we have also David Dwork with us, um, our sports dwork, uh, but I, I believe he's going to be unable to be with us tonight as all this turmoil going on with the Dolphins, he's our Dolphins insider. So we're going to have to wait till next week to hear exactly what it is that's going on, but we are definitely going to be talking about the Dolphins tonight. So if you're happy about Coach Philbin getting fired, if you're sad about Coach Philbin getting fired, if you're wondering who the heck is Dan Campbell, then, hey, let us know what you think. We want to know what's going on here on the show tonight. So uh, give us a call again, as I mentioned, or uh, go ahead and, and send us a tweet. But you can be a part of the show here tonight. Manny, what do you think about this whole Philbin thing? I say it's about time, Dr. Ray. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, I know that you uh, – <laughs> it's funny because – some buddy of mine was listening to the show, and he said, um, he was like, hey, man, you guys got your wish. Philbin got fired. So, yeah, man, it's pretty funny. I know it's – I definitely think it's time to. And I saw a video of Dan Campbell actually pumping some guys up and doing some different things and all that. And I said, hey, man, this looks like the type of guy that we need, somebody that's going to, you know, motivate people, light a fire under somebody's butt. You know, let's get things going. 
Yep, that's exactly who we need, like a linebacker's type of coach. You know what I'm talking about? Defensive-minded, crazy, you know, not crazy, but, you know, you're, you're a little bit scared of, of him. He's the, he's the coach you don't want to mess with. That, that's the type of coach. You know, Philbin, you know, he's, uh, he's grandpa. You know, every once in a while, you know, you sneak around, do something, you know, mischievous behind grandpa's back, you know, you really don't take grandpa for, you know, seriously that much. You know, grandpa is grandpa, but uh, this guy, this guy looks, he looks serious. He looks serious, Dr. Ray. And, uh, man, I, I, as soon as I, as soon as I found out Vilbin got fired, I fired up my grill, man. I posted up a, a picture of some, uh, some nice meats that I put up on the grill as soon as uh, they I found out that it was in the uh, afternoon. So I had a very nice lunch courtesy of uh, Joe Philbin's uh, fire. Uh, yeah. Being fired. Yeah, well, yeah man, listen, it's a celebration. And I, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. So definitely. But um, anyway, I wanted to also uh, let's get into our first segment here, Manny. Uh, we, we have a special guest with us tonight. Um, and I want to let everybody know, uh, we're going to take a quick break before we get to him, um, but we actually have John Kilburn of softballmix.net, um, and we're going to be talking to him a little bit tonight about softballmix.net um, and exactly what it is. So stay tuned uh, for just a second, and we'll be right back after this quick commercial. Listen to the Hot Corner Show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the ISPS Radio Podcast Channel. Call the show at 347-637-3978 and talk sports and health topics with Dr. Ray. Plus, slow-pitch softball from around the world with Manuel T. Ferrero III, fantasy sports, special guests, and more. Call the show now on the special guest call-in hotline at 347-637-3978. Now, bring your A-game, because you're about to experience the hot corner. All right, and we are back in the game here now. So we are here with uh, Mr. John Kilburn of softballmix.net. John, how you doing tonight? Can you hear us? Are you there? I'm here. Sorry right. about that. No, no hey, problem. John. Good to have good to have you with us. How you doing tonight? Great. How are you guys doing? Oh, never better. You know, we got a little technical difficulties, but we all make it happen. The show must go on as always. Um, so, you know, we're just happy to be here talking softball, talking sports and uh talking health. But um John, why don't you go ahead and start off by just telling our listeners uh exactly who you are and, and what you do for softballmix dot net. Well, exactly who I am. Yeah, that's that's a question for who, the ages. Who, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> well, um, I'm not anybody that important. I'm just a guy like you guys who likes to really play a lot of softball. I enjoy doing it. Been at the upper level for a while as a coach and, and having a great time doing it. And so as part of that, we created softballmix.net, which is – a collection of uh, parks in your area, players in your area, free agent lists. It's our attempt to try and consolidate everything so you can go to one place, find a place to play, find a team to play on, and just generally have a good time. The The rest of it is uh, just the ancillary stuff, like we've got some blogs out there. We've got some pictures you might want to check out. We call them the big heads where we uh, – 
we took and created bobblehead dolls out of real live pictures of guys like Andy Purcell and Brett Helmer and a few others. Uh, it's pretty funny. All right, very cool. So I think everybody should go out there and check out softballmix.net, um, especially, you know, if you're looking to, to pick up and you're looking to play. Um, how long now have you had softballmix.net on the market? Well, softball mix has been around for about uh, two and a half, three years, but we were down in the middle of it for about a year, um, had some server problems, you know, different ideas we were trying to put together, and eventually we just brought it back up the way it was and decided, you know, hey, we'll just go from here and, and kind of move forward in baby steps instead of trying to change the softball world all at once because that didn't work. Yeah, I can see how it could be hard to uh... – as you mentioned, just change the world. It doesn't matter what world, whether it's softball or anything. I mean, making changes like that are, are always difficult. But um, I think it's a good thing that you guys are doing because, as you mentioned, especially let's say you move to a new place, I think that's probably where it's most valuable, um, you know, for people looking to find a place to play and go out there and, and be part of a softball community. So that's pretty cool. What what um, Do you play softball now yourself as well? I do, but I'm I'm still I'm I'm in that weird spot where you're not old enough to play senior ball, but you're too old to really be super competitive at the the upper level. So I just kind of enjoy myself coaching and playing some leagues here and there, and and just generally trying to keep in shape for when I actually do turn 49 and a half and I can actually go play senior ball. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. John, let me ask you. This is Manny. Um, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Great to hear. I know that you you write some of the blog entries over there on your blog. What What is the, the latest one that you were talking to me about yesterday with uh, team and player loyalty? Talk to me a little bit about that and, and what you wrote about. Well, basically there's a – there's a chicken and egg scenario in the world of upper softball. As you know, most major guys who are really good, like the Helmers and the Purcells of the world, they, they have their own bat model, you know, and make some money doing that way. And, of course, because they're that good, they generally get paid something to play softball. But this paying of players has begun to trickle down throughout the upper levels of softball to most A and B, and it goes as far as the E teams now where payers are, players are being paid to play this sport. And so I asked the question, is it really helping us or hurting us? Because ask yourself, is my team better because I pay a guy 200 bucks to show up on the weekend and play, or am I shrinking the game? Because now as you get further up the chain, players expect to be paid. They want an envelope every weekend just to show up. And before you know it, sponsors can't afford to pay more than one or two players. And so two sponsors have to combine to have a team with four good players, and then that's not enough, so now you've got three sponsors combined. And, and in the end, the number of sponsors available to service the number of players continues to shrink and shrink and shrink. So is the game getting bigger and better because of it? Because now you have the best players rising to the top because they're being paid? Or is the game getting worse because – you know, you have less and less money to invest in it, and so fewer and fewer players get the opportunity to move up through the ranks. Well, John, what's what's your opinion on that? I mean, it, to me, it sounds like you're kind of leaning towards 
you know, pain players should should be, you know, banned or limited or, or you know, it kind of sounds like that's your, your frame of mind there. Is that consistent with, with the way that you feel about uh, the sport right now at this time? Well, yes and no. I mean, I understand why some players get paid. Let's take, for example, a guy like uh, who was on my team this year, Dennis Strom. Dennis Strom's a major player. He's been a major player for numerous years. He played on Resmondo. He played on Dan Smith. He's got multiple world rings. This is a guy who's 42 years old and can still hit it. The man's a machine. Should he be paid to come out on the weekends? Absolutely, because his primary job is coaching baseball. So when he's not coaching, he's losing money. So if he's coming to to play on my team, he's losing money because he's not working. I understand that scenario. But then there are other guys who – Two years in the, the upper-level softball program because they hit 650, 675, and somebody offered them 150, 200 bucks a weekend to play last year, and maybe their numbers held up, and maybe they didn't. But then they come to me and say, "Well, I'm going to need 300 to play for your team this year." Based on what? One or two years of hitting decently? You know, let's see you do it for five years. Let's see you have a ring to put on your finger to talk about how good you are. What I find amazing is that it doesn't take anything anymore for a player to believe they're worth something. They just simply go and have a successful year one time, and that automatically means you should start writing them a check. And, and I don't see that. To me, the best players seem to be the guys who consistently perform. That doesn't mean they're 900 hitters one year and 400 hitters the next year. They're steady at 675, 700. You know, they play good defense. They play good offense. They play the game correctly. They hit the ball in the gaps. They hit the ball down, and they're not selfish with the home runs. These are things that make a complete player. And without all of that, because players just want to get paid now, they start doing selfish things. They start hitting home runs to pad their stats. They stop worrying about how many home runs you've got. They stop thinking, well, I need to take this out, hit the ball on the ground, and save the home run for the sixth or seventh inning because it's only the third inning now. They don't do the little things anymore because all they can think about is they've got to make themselves more marketable. And the team dynamic gets ripped apart to serve one or two guys that want to further themselves along and how much they make every weekend. Okay, so um, so what, what do you think needs to be done? Should these sponsors continue to sponsor these teams or should should something happen where these sponsors now, like, do it like the major leagues where, I don't know, they start, I don't know, uh, sponsoring the, the, the associations or something like that and then uh, set up some type of salary cap based on the level where the team plays and such, and then that you trickle down to the players and, and, and pay them accordingly? What What needs to be done? Well, sadly, Manny, there's, you know, a lot of this stuff is, is not something that it's common knowledge, but it's not something that everybody talks about. Yeah, payer, players get paid, yes. Some players get paid, but there's no salary system in place. If you have Resmondo and, and you have the budget that Travis does, you can afford to pay your players a ridiculous amount of money. If you're uh, BCH, you can't. You know, there, there's just... I don't necessarily know that there is a good answer because the market is dictated by what people are willing to do. And as long as there's somebody willing to pay, those players will have some place to go. And that sets an example that trickles on down. 
whether you like it or not, it's not going to go away. So it sounds to me kind of like you're, and, and this may be an analogy that, that's a little bit off, but would you say that this is kind of similar to, for example, the Yankees using the whole rest of the major league as, you know, a farm system and and not developing players on their own, but just waiting until other teams can't afford to sign players and then, you know, t- and then taking those players and paying them uh, for the sponsors that maybe can't afford uh, to pay their players a little bit more. Do you feel like that may be something that's going on in the game at this time? Absolutely. I just watched it happen recently. There, there are a couple of really good players and I'm not going to, I'm not going to name names because, you know, they didn't do anything wrong. They just, they were very good players. And they stuck with certain people because they were friends with them or they had commitments with them. Even though they could have gone and made a lot of money, they waited. And then at the end of the season, you know, word's already out that they've gone to this team or they've gone to that team and that they're being paid, you know, God knows how much. Um, The fact is that, I do feel like this is Major League Baseball with no salary cap because if you've got enough money, you can buy a great team. Now, you have to look at some of the teams this season and some of the problems that there were on these major teams because of payroll issues where, you know, they went through 10 players a year. You know, the people kept coming and going because they they were trying to put the best team money could buy on the field, and that wasn't necessarily the answer. I I don't necessarily know what is the answer. I just know that this is a problem. And at some point, it's going to negatively affect the game. How it affects the game and the way I see it through my rose-colored glasses is that it shrinks the playing field. It makes it more and more difficult for upper softball to grow because there's not – there's not a lot of Travis Resmondos out there. There's not guys with seven figures that can dump into softball every year. Most of these guys are scrounging together four or five sponsors to get themselves a $15,000 budget on top of the, you know, the uniform costs and everything else. It could cost you 30, 40 grand to have a good team and to play a fairly localized schedule. And you still don't make the majors world series because you just simply can't compete for points or for players. And it absolutely means that you've got major league teams like Resmondo and Smash It playing against teams that are, are B teams and C teams even. So is it fair? Well, probably not, but it's the way the world works right now. Now, John, for for all of our younger generation listeners, how educate them a little bit about how it used to be in the old days and how, how different it is and compared to today? Well, there's a lot of things that are different. And you can, you can read about this on various message boards. And, you know, everybody's experienced the 80s and 90s that was around back then a different way. In, in my way of seeing it, what happened to me in the 90s when I was playing softball was it was more about, you know, 10 guys getting together with taking their wife and kids and going to the ballpark and, being at the ballpark all day, barbecuing, and when you weren't playing, sitting around laughing, joking, having a good time. And, you know, you played tournaments, but the the tournaments were kind of ancillary to the fact that you were getting together as friends just having a cookout. And over the past two decades, that's completely changed. It's become more and more evolved. You no longer have a, a league team that plays on Tuesday nights, 
in a local park going out to try and play in a tournament. You just can't do it because they're competing against superstar teams. I'll give you an example. There was a, um, there was a, a league here called the Shalom League, and the Shalom League has uh, their own draft system, and they're played on Sundays, and there's two games in a day. Your, your teams are drafted. Players are ranked individually as a one being the best and the ten being the worst, and teams are constructed through a draft. Well, they built a superstar team of all the all-stars, went to compete in a local tournament as D, which is where they thought they should be, and they couldn't even beat the E teams that were there. So that just shows you the difference in caliber that you see on tournament teams now versus tournament teams back then. In fact, I don't even remember if there was an E in the 80s. In fact, I don't think there was. I think there was D only. But then there was also double A, and there's no double A anymore. Well, I mean, it does it does kind of sound like it's making some sense here. Um, if you guys agree, you know, feel free to join in the conversation. Um, we do have to move on to our next segment. So what I'm going to ask, uh, John, if you can, is just let everybody know, again, about softballmix.com. If you have any social media and there's anywhere that they can find you and continue the conversation, go ahead and let them know about that. Um, go ahead, and if there's anybody else you want to give a shout-out to, you're more than welcome as well, too. Well, thanks, guys. Um, again, that website is softballmix.net. You can also read my blog at softballnation365.wordpress.com. And uh, that's pretty much it for me. I'm, I'm going to head on out. As far as social media goes, well, you can find me on Facebook. It's Jonathan Kilburn, or you can find me on Twitter. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Thanks, awesome, John. John. Thanks. We'll, we'll talk soon again. All right. Take care, John. Thanks for joining us. And again, we'll be right back with ISPS upcoming events right after this. Frontier Spine and Healthcare brings you the cutting edge in healthcare with all the newest research and techniques in natural medicine. Although many people share the same symptoms, they all have them for different reasons. Using thorough physical examination and the newest technology in diagnostic testing, we can truly discover why you have the symptoms you do. Remember that good doctors know what you have, but great doctors know why. Call 786-353-HEAL or click www.353heal.com to schedule your appointment and experience the future of medicine today. Predictive, preventive, and personalized. Frontier Spine and Healthcare, area code 786-353-HEAL or www.353heal.com. Hey, uh, Dr. Ray, I know um, I know you said that we were going to do the ISPS events, uh, but quickly off the top of my head, because you know that we're having some technical difficulties, The uh, I believe the next one, the really important one that everybody should be really tuned into is ISPSworld.com, which is our World Championships on November 6th through the 8th in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hey, I, I like the music. Thank you, Dr. Ray. Uh, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And also, just today, uh, thank you to Ms., uh, Commissioner Francis Suarez and Mayor Tomas Regalado. Uh, we were able to secure and register the ISPS dot Miami domain uh, for the City of Miami Invitational Championship, which is later on 
later on this year. So uh, stay tuned for that. And I'm sorry I don't have any access to the other events uh, because of the technical difficulties here that we are having at the studio. But uh, other than that, Dr. Ray, I'm interested in learning about the third part of the um, guide to health, which is now it's chemical. So uh, what's up with the chemical part about that? Well, as a matter of fact, we're going to take a quick 15-second break, and we'll be right back talking about that. Listen in to Dr. Ray and Manuel T. Ferrero III each and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the International Slow Pitch Softball Radio Podcast Channel at ISPSRadio.com. All right, perfect. So that was a quick break, and uh, actually, Manny, perfect timing to get right into chemical health and everything that's going on. And I'll tell you what, it may be a good thing for everybody out there um, that you don't have access to the events because I think that means that you also don't have access to your softball joke of the week. Um, and if it was anything like <laughs> if it was anything like last week's joke, it may be a good thing that we uh, left that out. But um, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe next week, you know what? Now, now you're screwed, Doctor Ray. Next week, I'll, I'm going to say two jokes. <laughs> Now we got two jokes coming. All right, perfect. Now that's good, Manny. I'm just giving you a hard time. I think it's a great idea. Um, always good to get everybody laughing. And actually, laughing is one of the things that is great for your health. Um, so let's talk about it. So we, we, we've we talked about part one, physical, part two, emotional, and now we're on chemical. And, and I think this is my favorite uh, part of health now because I, I grew up wanting to be a chiropractor. When I was 14 years old, I said, you know what, my neck was all hurt from trying to block guys that were like a foot taller than me playing football, and my mom took me to the chiropractor, and the guy helped me feel so much better, and I said, you know what, that's what I want to do. So ever since I was 14, I just knew that's what it was. If you look in the yearbook, it says, my high school yearbook, it says, where do you see yourself in 10 years? And and it was funny because I looked at it, and it said cracking people's backs, um, which is pretty funny, you know, that that I would be saying that back then all the way in high school. But um, I guess I was just lucky that I've known what I've wanted to do. Um, and as I was going through chiropractic school, you know, when I first got there, I was like, I want to be the chiropractor for the Dolphins or for the Heat or for something like that and, and be a sports chiropractor because, I, I, you know, I played sports my whole life. Um, but then I started learning more about what chiropractic can actually do. And there was all these quote unquote miracles that were happening, you know, and it wasn't, he, it wasn't every time, you know, it wasn't. You know, but there were these cases that these people had no help with anything else, and they went to see a chiropractor and they got better. And I started thinking about why that might happen. And basically, it comes down, the physical aspect of our body has a lot to do with the chemical aspect and vice versa. So you have to remember that everything in your body is actually communicating through electricity, through chemicals, um, and, and this is the way that your body knows how to do, what to do, and so on and so forth. So this information is transmitted through your nerves, which is why the physical part is so important because inflammation built up in joints of your spine can affect your nerves and therefore your body may not function properly. But chemical health is extremely important too because this can also change the way that nerves work. It can change the way that your cells are functioning and working with each other in space. And when we talk about chemicals, what's involved in chemical health? Well, your immediate environment is very important as well as everything that you put into your body, on your body, and around your body. So women, for example, 
put an average of 515 different chemicals on their body every day, from shampoo to conditioner to base to makeup to uh, perfume to deodorant to talcum powder to whatever it is that they're using, 515 chemicals every single day. And that's just average. So there's people that, that put more. Um, you know, so and, and the truth of the matter is, is that there's chemicals everywhere we go. And the worst part about it now is that there's chemicals in almost everything that we eat. If you're not eating organic food, food that you're growing yourself, you can best believe that there's some sort of chemical on it, some sort of pesticide, some sort of herbicide, some sort of preservative, something, some anti-caking mechanism, something to help preserve the food that, that it is that you're eating that's been on a shelf for months before it ever gets to your house. So these chemicals have a way of changing the way that our body is working. Allergies are more prevalent than ever. Cancer is more prevalent than ever. Autism is more prevalent than ever. And these are things that are affected by the chemicals that we're putting in, on, and around our body. So, you know, ADD, for example, you know, when we look at ADD, children that, that are raised in Greece, for example, have a much lower incidence of ADD than children that are raised in America. And we take a look at why that is. Well, in America, when you turn on the TV, all you see is commercials for Pop-Tarts, for Fruit Loops, for Cuckoo, for Cocoa Puffs. They're marketing the crap out of our kids and putting cartoons and all these things. And they actually have scientists that they hire to make us get chemically addicted to these foods by dealing with the pleasure sensors of our brain. So they put just enough sugar, just enough of this chemical, just enough of that to actually addict you to these foods. And then we wonder why our kids are throwing temper tantrums in the grocery store when they want to have their Count Chocula, and we say no because it's not healthy. You know, not only that, if you look at the grocery store, all these things are eye level with the kids. You'll notice the healthy stuff is up top. The, low, the unhealthy stuff is lower because that's where the kids can reach it and access it and say, Mom, please, and put it in the cart and hide it like I used to do when I was young. You know, so kids have no no concept of what health is. They don't teach us how to be healthy in school. They don't say you need to have a vegetable with every meal. You know, and most kids, truth of the matter uh, nowadays, depict their own diet. You know, oh, he's a very picky eater is what I get from all my parents that have kids that have ADD. He'll only eat chicken nuggets and chocolate. Okay, well, I guarantee you if your kid doesn't eat for three days, he'll eat a vegetable. He's going to be that hungry. All right, and, and that's really what it's going to come down to is we have to have a little bit more tougher love, and we have to teach kids from the time that they're very young that they need a vegetable with every meal, that they can't have junk food every time that they want it, that food is something that should be our fuel, not something that we eat because we like the way that it tastes. So I think that that's really something that's important because, you know, we're taken care of by a medical community that, you know, you go to the doctor and he'll tell you, oh, yeah, eat what you want. Your diet doesn't matter. It's okay, fine, whatever. You need to lose weight. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, your diet's not that important. Instead, this medicine will help you and this will do what you need. Now, I'm of the belief that we don't have symptoms because of a lack of a medication. We have symptoms because something in our body is unbalanced. So it's either a physical imbalance, a chemical imbalance, or an emotional one. Now, where do we get all the chemicals from? Again, things that we put in, on, and around our body. Food is one of the things that we put into our body most frequently. Food can either be your worst poison or your best medicine. It all depends on your genetics and, you know, the way that, you're, that, the way that you use your body. Are you active? Are you sedentary? These things all play, play a role as well, too. But when it comes to chemical health, it's really, really important that we try to maintain more of an anti-inflammatory diet. 
American diet is all bad fats. It's all sugar. It's all the wrong oils. It's fried foods. It's grease. It's it's inflammation to the body. It it promotes pain. It restricts blood vessels. It c- is setting us up for failure. And the unfortunate part about it is, is that your medical doctor isn't going to tell you that it's a problem, you know, until you have diabetes. And by the way, prediabetes is something that can be prevented, not with a medication, but simply by changing the diet, by adding in a couple supplements here and there, like berberine has been shown to work on the same receptors as the diabetes drug Victoza, for example. So, you know, there's a lot of things that can be done with food, with nutraceuticals, with these types of supplements. And one of the things that I do is I take blood chemistry from people and I look at them and they tell me, oh, my doctor told me everything was fine, but I'll bring it to you anyway. And when I look at their blood work, I look at them in functional range, not disease range like LabCorp and Quest have on there, but functional range. So it's a much smaller range. And I tell people, oh, well, this is going on and your immune system is fighting a virus or your immune system looks like it's, got, it's fighting a chronic infection. It looks like the bacteria in your stomach aren't working properly. And people have no idea what it is that I'm talking about. And if you have no idea what it is that I'm talking about, well, this is something that is extremely important. You have eight pounds of bacteria in and on your body. Now, you cannot see a bacteria without like a thousand times microscope. So imagine how many bacterium you actually have in and on your body. It's almost like we're, we're you know, the parasite on the host. It's almost like we're just living in a bacterial, in a bacteria's world here. And we need to try to keep our good bacteria healthy. But what do we do medically? We take antibiotics all the time. And we wipe out not only the bad bacteria, our good bacteria as well too. So taking antibiotics is not a light thing. Taking antibiotics should be done in a life-saving situation. Taking antibiotics should be done when you've, when you've tried everything else and your immune system can't help you. All right, this is when antibiotics are necessary. We're becoming immune to antibiotics, and not us, but the bacteria. And that's going to be a scary thing because not only can we not handle it, but then the antibiotic is going to be resistant as well, too, to this bacteria. That we're setting us up for a huge problem because, again, bacteria were here way before us. And the way that it's looking, they're going to be here way after us as well, too, especially if we continue to head in the direction that we're going. So for all the parents out there, please, do not take antibiotics lightly. Do not take old antibiotics for, for, a, for a cycle that you didn't finish and give them to your kids when you think they're getting sick, that you're not helping them. You're hurting them more than you're helping them. All right, extremely important that we do not take chemical health lightly. All right, this is the, the most important part of what we have going on because, again, this is the way our body works. is through chemical signaling, chemical communication. Everything works by one nerve releasing a chemical and the other end of the nerve figuring out what that chemical is and then creating an action after that. So if there's, if there's pesticides, herbicides, if there's chemicals that, that change the way your body is functioning and communicating, this is going to change your health and it's going to change it for the worse. All right, so these are the things that we need to be careful of because it puts more of a burden on your body as well too. Your liver has to detoxify all these things. You know, so there's a lot that goes into chemical health. Um, and we can get really in-depth with it, but one of the major things that I want you guys to know about, because this is actually a brand-new form of medicine that's starting to come out, it's called epigenetics, and this is the way that your DNA actually deals with certain vitamins and nutrients and minerals and certain things, and it's processes that help you make energy, make new cells, make antioxidants, and make brain chemicals called neurotransmitters. So people who have 
depression, people who have autoimmune diseases, people who have, you know, chronic fatigue, they generally have issues with uh, the way that their genetics actually work on a regular day-to-day basis in extracting and utilizing vitamins from their diets. And this is something that, that is actually becoming very, very useful in helping people that are not responding to medications, that are not responding to conventional treatments. And this is not something that medicine actually takes care of. This is where functional medicine doctors, functional practitioners are really cutting into that gray area between being sick and being healthy. And not only this, it's extremely important to help prevent disease as well, too, because genetics are kind of like tires on a car. Let's say you buy a car, a brand-new car, and you hit a pothole the first day that you have it. Your alignment is probably going to be a little bit off, but you won't notice that until 50 or 70,000 miles down the road when you see that your tires are worn differently. The same thing happens with our genetics. When you're young, we don't really see many issues unless there's really, really bad changes in the genetics. As we get older, we start to get less efficient because we bioaccumulate toxins because all these things happen. So if we can help make your genetics as efficient as possible, turn on good genes, turn off bad genes by simply changing a B vitamin to a different form or by adding in a botanical or or an herb on a regular basis that will help stimulate an enzyme in your body, we can go a great great, uh, deal into individualized and precision medicine, which is, I believe, the new term that Obama is trying to use. Um, So epigenetics is really cool. Um, In my office, we do it. It's a $99 kit from 23andMe.com. We take a look at the whole methylation pathway. We look at how the body makes brain chemicals so we can help people that are having trouble with concentration, with anxiety, with depression. We look at how the body makes the constituents for the cardiovascular system, like nitric oxide, um, how it makes new cells, like red blood cells and white blood cells, so we can help people that, that are suffering from mild forms of anemia and from immune system issues. We can also help with the production of antioxidants, like glutathione. 90% of cancer patients have glutathione. 100% of people that live to be over 100 years old have higher levels of glutathione. So glutathione is like the master antioxidant of the body. It's what helps you stay healthy. And if your body doesn't efficiently make it, well, then that's, that's just a pitfall that you have that you're susceptible to. So, again, what we're starting to see is that although genetics set you up for a certain something, it doesn't mean that you have to fall into that same path. So, you know, it's funny. I saw a meme that said, uh, you know, an obese person walked into a doctor's office and said, you know, um, I'm obese because it runs in my family. And then the doctor kind of mean uh, said, no, you're obese because no one runs in your family. Um, and it's kind of the truth. I mean, no matter what your genes are, you can make a change. Um, you just have to know what you're set up for, and then you have to work on trying to, to work your hardest to not fall into that same trap. So it's one of the things that I work with with people on a regular basis. It's one of the ways that I've really been able to help people where other doctors have not been able to because we take it down to the level of a cellular function. And that's the great part about chemical health. It's like math. There is a right answer when you get the chemicals to balance out. And whenever there's chemical balance, it makes physical and emotional balance much easier as well, too. And that's why it's part of that three-legged stool that we always talk about. So it's got to be physically balanced with chiropractic, massage, exercise, enough sleep, emotionally balanced with having hobbies, getting what you need out of your relationships, having a job that makes you feel fulfilled, and, of course, being able to handle stress, all right, not worrying and stressing about things all the time. And then finally, chemical health. 
making sure your blood chemistry is balanced, your neurotransmitters are balanced, your hormones are balanced, your digestive system is balanced in, in, in the ways that you can digest and absorb and get what you need from your food. Um, and, you know, when people tell me that they're healthy and then I ask them how many medications they're taking and they say they're taking one for blood pressure, one for cholesterol, and one to help with heartburn, I say, you're not healthy. You, where would you be without these medications? You know, they're not changing what's happening and what's making you unhealthy. They're just mitigating your symptoms. So you're managing disease if you're taking medication long term. And that should be your goal is to get off of those medications long term because you know that there's something that's not working right. So, again, chemical health I can go on and on and on about. Uh, Manny, did I hit any any nerves there? Is there any questions that, that kind of came into your mind as I was going through all that so we can wrap up this, this chemical health topic? Yeah, man, I got a couple of questions. Um, obviously, this chemical chemicals and the way they uh, interact with your body, obviously that includes alcohol and, and and drugs and stuff like that. So why do why do these things make you feel good for you know for a, for a short amount of time and then gradually it, it just destroys you? Well, I mean, it depends really what substance you're talking about because they all work on different things. So, uh, you know, alcohol, for example, is is something that is a depressant, and as your as your immune system and and your nervous system start to become depressed, you start to lose inhibition. Um, and so, these inhibitions are are you know the things that generally you know it's kind of like our morals and our values and those kinds of things, and and our discipline. You know, and, and as as our system becomes more and more depressed, we start to lose these things. We start to lose control. Um, and the same thing happens, you know, as you keep going and you keep going, what happens? You lose balance. You lose vision. You lose comprehension. Uh, you lose the ability to speak. And, and what it is that's going on is you're not in control anymore. And, and the feeling itself is kind of good because it's, it's one that, you, that you're not used to. Um, and it's one that, that does stimulate euphoric centers in your brain. Um, you know, but then think about the way that you feel afterwards. Think about the come down, you know, and again, there's always going to be that ride up and then that fall down, you know, so these, these substances, these work a little bit differently as far as the chemicals, um, you know, and how they affect our brains and those kinds of things. But I'm talking a little bit more, not so much about substance abuse, but really more about the way that the chemicals that we constantly surround ourselves change the way that our body works. And then, you know, we wonder why our kids don't want to concentrate when we give them sodas with caffeine uh, that are loaded with like six spoonfuls of sugar and then expect them to sit still and study and concentrate on something. I mean, it's, it's ironic to think that something like that would be even feasible in any type of world, you know? So again, the chemicals, they make a big deal. Uh, substance abuse is always something that, that's a little bit different, but drugs are just right, right along there on that same line. I mean, your body has to detoxify these drugs and, and they all have effects on the way that other, you know, people always say, Oh, I have to take a drug for this. And then I got this side effect so that I had to take a drug for that. And then the side effect of the third drug, I had to take another drug for that side effect. So we end up fixing one thing, quote, unquote, fixing one thing, messing up another, needing a drug for that, and then the cycle just goes on and on. And before you know it, you've got somebody going to eight different doctors who are all prescribing a different drug, who aren't talking to each other, and we're having all kinds of chemical interactions. This is why iatrogenic deaths from, from from medical errors are so prevalent. You know, I keep seeing all these things nowadays about guns shooting people and killing people and we need to get rid of guns and we need to regulate guns. 
we need to look at what's happening with our mental health. Mental health, if you look at every single one of these shootings and all these things that have been going on, every single one of these people that are, that are committing these mass killings are taking some sort of psychotropic drug that's affecting their brain chemicals. They're leaving manifestos. They're writing about this. before. It's, it's contemplated. It's going on in their mind. Uh, before this happens, that they, this is something that they're going to do. This is not what this is not what normal healthy people think about and do. This is something that is a mental health issue, and we're not, you know, you know, we talk about regulation and all these things. I think there needs to be an extensive mental health background check as well, in addition to just criminal background checks uh, when people are purchasing these firearms, especially high capacity firearms. You know, I don't think that the solution is to take these away from people because there's plenty of people like myself that are very responsible gun owners and love to go shooting on the weekends and go hunting and do things like that. And, Dr. Ray, we're, you know, it's not, we're going, we're going way off topic. And, and regardless of that, no, even if you don't, now, you got me on a roll. You got me on a roll no, here. Listen, this is important. No, I, I <laughs> this is important even if uh, if they don't sell you a gun, you know, in the store, you're going to find it on the street or whatnot. We got to go deeper, deeper than that. And um, exactly, you know, I, was, I, I agree with what you say about having balance, total balance and the three-legged stool. But then I was thinking, dude, what is this guy talking about? I've never seen a three-legged stool, always four, four-legged stools. So I was thinking about what could that fourth leg be is that is that the spiritual side of of being a human being or 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 what 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 do you think dr ray no 100 percent. i mean i think that the spiritual side is is kind of what we tie into emotional health um you know and and because emotions are are very highly driven by by spirit by spiritual health as well too you know whether whether you pray to god or whether you confide in someone else or whatever you know everybody has their their idol or their deity or whatever the case is. And, and that's what we go to um, in times of need. You know, I, I think, you know, I, I can't say if I, if I speak that for everyone, um, you know, and, and, but at, at the same time, I just think that the spiritual health, you're a hundred percent right. You have to be, as I mentioned before, fulfilled in your life. And a lot of times spiritual health is, is, um, you know, a big part of that, you know, is, is, is there a faith that you have that you believe in that, that keeps you going when times are hard. You know, this is something that I think is important for people to realize that it's part of that emotional health. And if you want to branch it off and make it even a little bit deeper and make it spiritual, that's completely fine with me as well too, you know, but it's got to be fulfilled. You got to, you got to be happy in your relationships. You have to be happy with your job. You know, if you woke up every day and there was no money and you didn't get paid, would you still be doing what you're doing? You know, that's, that's kind of what it comes down to because if, if that's not the case, you're not going to be happy. And if you're not happy, your body is going to reflect that. You know, it, it, you'll, there was an awesome story about three, three soldiers that were lost at sea. And uh, two of them were always positive. And, and the third one was saying, they're never going to find us. They're never going to, how are they going to know where we are, that we're going to die out here and this and that. And two out of the three people that, that were lost in that, in, at sea were, were actually sur- uh, survived and were found. And it was the two guys that were positive the whole time. You know, and, and that just goes to show you that this mental health and this physical health, or uh, excuse me, this spiritual and emotional health plays a, a huge role. Your body hears everything that your mind thinks. If you feel like you're a victim for everything and it's everybody else's fault and your health is somebody else's fault and why can't my doctors figure out what's wrong with me, 
you know, you're never going to get better. You have to take your health into your own hands and you have to say, I can do this and I can get better. And you have to visualize how you look, how you want to feel. You've got to visualize all these things and you need to attract them. And this energy is what will start to build within your body and then getting adjusted and exercising and, and taking the right supplements and eating the right way. This is only going to help to move everything in the right direction, you know. So we can't do one without the other two if we really want to heal from, from these chronic diseases especially. So uh, thanks for bringing that up, Manny. That spiritual side of things is extremely important um, when it comes to emotional health. and, and Do some meditation every Go meditate. No matter what, um, what rock. Or what God or what uh, what you believe in, uh, just meditate. Do some meditation. That's good for you. Exactly, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, uh, well, let's go ahead and let's let's move on. Let, we got some dolphin stuff to talk about. We got some fantasy. So uh, we're gonna play a quick song for you guys, real quick, and then we'll be right back talking about the Miami Dolphins. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the all right, I got to stop it right there. I got to stop it right there. Miami Dolphins, you're talking Super Bowl number one. I don't know. Was this song written in 1972, Manny? I believe so, man. And listen, hey, I wanted to bring this up to David Bork today, and I, I probably will next week again. I was reading an article that came out on, um, I believe it was WSVN.com or something like that, Channel 7 down here in South Florida. They say that, the reason why the Dolphins have been playing so poorly, and, and come to think about it, it it's kind of true. Think about it. They've never won uh, anything since uh, since they moved over to Joe Robbie Stadium. Back in the days, it was called Joe Robbie Stadium, the owner's name. Um, and it just so happens that they're saying in this article that Joe Robbie Stadium was built over a Tequesta Indian old cemetery site, and the Tequesta Indian tribe, uh, I guess, cursed the Miami Dolphins. And and now that I think about it, they they won those championships back at the Orange Bowl, where the uh, where the Marlins play currently. So you're thinking that this is like the curse of the goat with the Cubs here that uh no matter what we do the Dolphins are just cursed and they're not going to be able to they're not going to be able to make it happen here. I think they're cursed, man. And let me tell you something. I don't mess around with the native native Americans. I've been to the southwest of this country and you learn a lot about the Southwest Indians and all those different tribes over there though. Listen, there's uh there's something and it's it's back to the spiritual thing, man. They when you believe something, um, you know, belief is a very strong strong emotion. So, um, you know, if you you got to you got to take it into consideration. Why would you build stadium over an old uh burial grounds where there's probably bones and sacred relics or something there, you know, you could have picked any other spot. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's 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 scary to think about. Uh, listen, I I'm not one to say curses don't exist or anything like that. And honestly, what else could it be at this point? How do we spend that much money on defense and we have the worst defense in the league? I mean, to me, that sounds like a curse. So uh, there's got to be something going on. But hey, listen, uh, we have nickspages.com. Uh, they want to know how does it feel. Uh, how does it feel to ask for Philbin's resignation and then actually have it happen two days later? Uh, <laughs> so we called for we called for the Philbin firing here on the show, and then a couple of days later it was gone and he's gone. And actually, you know what the funny let part is, is that it's he. Let me ask you a question. How did they? How did the Dolphins do it? And and, and the the Hurricanes have been asking for 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 Golden to be fired, and 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 still nothing. I mean we. We had somebody pay pay someone to uh, fly over the stadium here and the stadium in Cincinnati with a banner saying "Fire Golden." Well, you know the funny part is is that um, a buddy of mine is actually the one who uh, kind of started hiring and or hiring the planes to to <laughs> get the fire out Golden thing and. Then a Florida State fan actually put a, put together a GoFundMe for people to uh, that says keep Al Golden <laughs> because as a Florida State fan we love Al Golden I'll tell you that but um, I don't know I mean I think it's you know when it comes to when it comes to this I mean he Philbin was 24 and 28 with the Dolphins so we've had these expectations we've had all these things going on you know. He got rid of Vontae Davis. Vontae Davis has been a superstar now with with the Colts. I mean, it's like everybody that leaves Miami flourishes. Look, even Ben Hogan, uh, you know, seven eleven, who's open twenty four seven, caught a ball, a touchdown against us. You know, I mean, Charles Clay touchdown. I mean, uh, all these people that leave the Dolphins. Wes Walker leaves the Dolphins and goes on to have a brilliant career, minus all the concussions. I mean, it's like players just aren't flourishing here and there's a reason for it and it's the same thing that's happening with UM. UM has UM has all these coaches uh, I mean all these players that are always alright Manny sorry about that you got me there again can you hear me I think uh, we got you back can you hear me I got you. Okay, perfect. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, call just dropped on me there. But um, all right. So, what we got going on again, as I was as I was saying, is just that Miami has had all these top ten recruiting classes and all these things going on, and they're just not making it happen. Um, you know, it's unfortunate. Um, you know, but it, it's just coaching. It's not they're not developing, and that's really the biggest problem that I'm seeing right now. What do you think is going on, uh, Manny? I mean, what's your opinion on the whole thing? On uh, Miami, Dolphins or Hurricanes? I, I don't know. I, I think I missed uh, part of your conversation when, when we lost you there, Dr. Ray. Uh, well, let's talk a, bit, a little bit about, about the Dolphins and, you know, what do you see going on? And, and, you know, you're the one that brought up the question about, you know, how do the Dolphins do it in, in two days and, and the Hurricanes don't? You know, and I think that it's it's partially because, you know, Philbin's been on the hot seat for a while, um, you know, but finding a professional coach to me seems like it's a little bit easier than finding a, a coach for, for college just because of the way that the attitude that the players have and those kinds of things. I, I'm not sure, but, um, 
you, you know, I, I, what's your opinion on the whole thing? Here's my opinion. Um, the organization down here in Miami for the Dolphins, I think, I believe that they they really don't take the Miami fans, the Miami sports talk radio hosts. Um, they don't take any of those people serious. Um, it's a very close organization. But once I started seeing that like about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago on ESPN, nationwide, mainstream, that uh, Coach Philbin is on the hot seat, it didn't take more than two weeks and he was gone. That's it. Because they... That's it. it. Once it goes nationwide to them, that... It's like, oh, my God, we, we better do something. But, uh, dude, we've been telling you for the past, I don't know, season and a half maybe. And I, I just don't think Philbin was the right character for for a football head coach. And I've been saying it for the past few shows with, with the dork. Um, but I, I really think this new coach is the right character now, is he is he smart enough to to run a an NFL team? I don't know. We'll see. What do you think? Well, you know, I, I mean that's the that's the thing. You know, there's guys that can motivate, but you can't just be a motivator. You have to, you know, be able to 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 speak with both coordinators, offensive and defensive. You have to be able to manage the clock. You know, you have to call a timeout when you see that there's disarray. You have to notice when there's a play called and there's a scheme that's set up and the other team is going to blow you up and, you know, you need to step in there. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into coaching, especially being the head coach, you know, let alone a, a coordinator. And this guy wasn't even a coordinator. He was the tight end coach. So he's like, it's like, you know, taking somebody from, uh, you know, being a cashier to being the store manager all of a sudden, you know, it's, there's a few steps in between and, and, you know, Dan Campbell hasn't had those steps. You know, he's been on, on Super Bowl winning teams. Um, he's been there as a player. He's been there as a, as a tight end coach. Um, but to not have any type of coaching experience, I mean, Hey, you know, sometimes rookies really do well. Uh, sometimes there's, there's a learning curve, you know? So I guess only time will tell. He's got the talent to, to deal well, with. Um, you know, the Dolphins have a lot of talented players. So uh, we'll see We'll see how it ends up. But, it, you know, if he can get these guys fired up and get them motivated and get them playing for something, I think that, you know, the Dolphins can uh, have a little bit of a resurgence. And who knows, maybe the AFC East all beat up on each other and somehow we, we end up uh, being able to be there when it's all said and done. But we got to start winning games and we got to start winning them right now. Well, let's see, uh, let's see if recent history uh... – Repeats itself. Look at look at what we did with the Marlins uh, picking up a, a a manager that that had no experience. Well, I tell you, the Marlins actually finished out the season um, extremely well. They were the hottest team in baseball the last month of the season, but you know it was a little too little, a little too late. So you know the uh, baseball season is much longer than the football one. So there's not that much time to uh, to really make these changes. So hopefully we get it going, but. While we're on football, we're already a few minutes past time here, but let's go ahead and let's pick. Now, 
we need to go ahead and we we need to make our picks so many. Who are you going uh, with tomorrow night? We got Houston versus Indiana. Uh, Luck says he's playing. Uh, so let's see. What do you think? Who are you taking tomorrow night? You mean Indianapolis? Did I say Indiana? Indiana? I'm sorry about that. Yeah, Indianapolis. Okay, so Houston Texans and Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts is my second favorite team. Um, actually, my third favorite team after, obviously, the Dolphins and the Giants. Then come the the Colts. I'm I'm going for the Colts, man. And um, I got a tweet from uh, David Dwork. He's going for the Colts as well. And uh, we are we're all tied up, Doctor Ray. One and one, one and one, brother. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I can't help it, but um, it looks like we're all going to be tied up after this week as well, too, because my pick is the Colts as well. So uh, we'll uh, see what happens. Especially if Luck is playing, I you know, I don't see Houston with Ryan Mallett as the starter making anything happen. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is, is a good play, um, you know, for daily fantasy and those things, I think, uh, versus the Colts. Um, because they're going to be behind, I believe, and he's going to get tons of targets because there isn't really much else going on. Arian Foster should command a little bit more respect, but I still see uh, I still see the Colts pulling this one out, especially since they're uh, they're getting looked back, and and we'll see we'll see what happens. So uh, all right, so there's there you have it. We got our picks, and uh, actually, I wanted to to finish up the show here congratulating. B Man fifty eight, which is which is uh Brandon. He actually won our uh Hot Corner Listener League baseball fantasy championship. The championship matchup was four hundred and eighty one point sixty seven to four hundred and fifty eight. So a mere twenty three or twenty four points um what separated first place from second place. And uh I tell you what, Brandon had a great, great year. Um he only had a couple losses. He had two losses total. I had three losses total um, in the head-to-head matchup, uh, but the final standings are in, um, and it was a great, great season. Uh, you know, we want to thank everybody for participating. Uh, Manny, uh, Jose, Dayron, Gabe, Albert, Shelley. Uh, we had a lot of guys, so we had Manny in third place. We had myself in second place and Brandon in first. Uh, so congratulations again to the top three. Um, and thank you, everybody, for, for being part of our listener league. And um, as we go over to football now, and, and we, we're firmly entrenched in football season, we're about a quarter of the way through the season, uh, the league is still very, very close. We have uh, one one team only, Team Tillman, that's 4-0. and And then we've got a lot of guys, and, and uh, we've got one, two, three teams tied at 3-1, and one, and we've got one, two, three, four tied at 2-2. Two and two. We've got three more at 1-3, and three, and then uh, – Team quarterback, old quarterback that are all injured, a.k.a. Team Renegade, is 0-4. Uh, Hans the Jafakin um, is, is holding up the cellar there for everybody. So uh, we've got a lot going on in the league, and it, it looks like there's um, looks like there's going to be a lot of competition. Everybody's making moves. Everybody's making things happen here, Manny. So uh, we've got a lot going on in football out there. Uh, Ronnie Hillman, if you guys have not picked up Ronnie Hillman and he's out there somewhere on your waiver wire, Go and get them, especially this week. Uh, it's a bye week. The bye weeks are starting to hit pretty hard. So make sure that you get out there and you pick up players um, that, that are going to be good for this week. Uh, you got to take a look at it and see what's going on. 
What's that, Manny? Did somebody pick up uh, Hillman on our in our league? I, I don't have access in, to it. Yeah, you picked up Ronnie Hillman in our league, as a matter of fact. So, uh, good pickup yeah, right there. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. All right. Good, good job, my man. So, uh, definitely uh, want to thank everybody again for playing fantasy baseball. Uh, crazy week with the Dolphins. We'll get David back next week to tell us and fill us in with everything that's going on. Hopefully the Finns can get a win this week. Um, Hurricanes versus Florida State uh, this week. So, again, big week. It's Miami hate week for all the uh, FSU fans and vice versa. Uh, So, again, we want to thank everybody for listening to the show tonight. Uh, Great show. We packed it all into an hour and ten minutes. Um, And then, you know, again, Manny, want to thank you for making it all happen. And even though we have some technical difficulties, it was a great show. We want to thank John Kilburn from uh, Softball 365 and softballmix.net for coming us out or for coming out and uh, and telling us all about that and giving us input on the game right now. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, next week we're going to have Nick from nickspages.com uh, telling us about SEO Blast. So for all you guys out there that are business owners, you want to listen in, especially next week we're going to tell you how you can get more traffic to your web page. Um, and if your web page isn't up to date, we can talk about how to help out with that as well, too. So look out for that next week. And, again, we're going to have the sports dork back next week as well, too. Um, so that's about it. Manny, any last shout-outs before we close things up? Nothing much, Dr. Ray. Um, go Canes this weekend. We play the uh, the dreaded FSU Seminoles from up there in uh, Tallahassee. Who who lives up there? Who goes to school up there, man? There's nothing up there. Um, and that's pretty much it. We'll see, we'll see how the Dolphins go, man. And, uh, oh, here we go. All right. There you have it. All right. So this is Dr. Ray saying thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great weekend. Go! For a holiday party. Now we need to get decked out too. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store wide now on party perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just 7 bucks. Ooh, we need those styles falalala fast. Buy online and pick up in store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store wide at Old Navy and Old Navy.com. Valid through 12 4 select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details. 
North Pole Hotline. We've decked the halls for our holiday party. Now we need to get decked out too. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, get up to 50% off store wide now on party perfect styles like velvet tops and pixie pants. Up to 50% off? It is the season to be jolly. Jeans and sweaters start at just 15 bucks with tops from just seven bucks. Ooh, we need those styles fa-la-la-la fast. Buy online and pick up in store for free. And don't forget to redeem your super cash now through Tuesday to save even more. Kids, we're going to Old Navy. Holiday your heart out with up to 50% off store wide at Old Navy and Old Navy.com. Valid through 12-4, select styles only. Other exclusions apply. See stores for details.